The microphone, I stay turned on myself. <laughs> God forever. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. This coming June the 1st, Bob Tilton will be with me for a week. We'll be over in Gatlinburg, Tennessee at our convention. So if you want to make reservations for that, call the Holiday Inn free toll number in Gatlinburg and make your reservations. We have a special convention rate if you'd like to be in that. Also, I will mention another thing. May the, May the 12th, I believe it is, on Monday morning, I start my annual every year School of Demonology, Demonology Seminar at my Bible School Auditorium in Cleveland, Tennessee. So if all of you pastors that wants to learn something about that subject, feel free to come and call my office and they will make you reservations. And in Cleveland right now, you can get winter weekly rates and motels like for $75, $95 a week, that type of thing, for all week long. A lot of motels give winter rates. That's a big tourist area in the summertime, Tennessee is, but in the wintertime they give weekly rates. Most all the towns in Tennessee, so if you want to come to that, it's not an expensive thing to come to. The services are free, and they can make you a weekly rate. But they're bringing people from all over the country that's all confused and messed up and demon-possessed. So you'll get to watch that all week. If you'll sit there and watch it all week and watch the Holy Spirit set people free and watch the Holy Spirit set demon-possessed demon people free and people that's oppressed set them free, then you'll be able to do it yourself. It's not hard to do, you know. You just have to learn how to do it. You can't do something you don't know how to do. You have to learn how to do it. That's what Bible colleges are for, to teach people how to do things. Mainly teach people how to believe the Word of God and let their ministry come forth. You have a ministry, but things like witnessing and laying hands on the sick and casting out devils and things like that, that's for all believers. And all believers that don't do that is out of God's will. That means you. That means you. If you don't win sinners to God, and you don't pray for the sick, and you don't cast out devils in His name, you're out of God's will. You understand that? You say, well, I don't know anything about it. Well, why don't you learn? I don't know. I don't know if I want to get involved in that kind of stuff or not. Well, the Lord wants you involved in it. Well, I don't know. It sounds kind of weird to me. No, everybody that don't do it is weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Did you get that? Everybody that don't obey Jesus is weird. Not the ones that do obey Him. If you obey the Lord, you're only weird to the world because very few of them do it, but you might as well be one of the few that does it. Jesus said, go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I was reading the Bible one day. He sent me to a place to cast the devil out of a demon-possessed girl. She belonged to a Pentecostal church, you know, Pentecostal people, but the Lord said, I want you to go cast the devil out of her. I said, you've got to be kidding, Lord. I'm from the First Baptist Church. I said, those people know you better than I do. I mean, Pentecostal people are supposed to know Jesus better than a First Baptist fellow like me. But I found out some of them don't. And uh, 
He said, I want you to go cast the devil out of that girl. I said, cast the devil out of her? I said, Jesus, those Pentecostal people, she belongs to them. She's a Pentecostal girl. I said, let them, let them cast the devil out of her. He says, oh, I can't use them. He said, they've quit. I said, quit? I said, what do you mean, quit? I said, I never have started. Well, he said, but I want you to, though. I said, oh, is that right? See, I don't care how Pentecostal you are. If you ever stop saying in Jesus' name, you foul devil, come out! If you ever stop that, you're on your way out. You're not Pentecostal anymore. You're just wandering around wondering who you are. You may go to a full gospel church, but you're not full gospel. You're not a New Testament believer. You are a religious believer. You go to the largest Pentecostal church in America and be a religious believer and not a full gospel believer. The power there is invested in the name of Jesus is authority, has authority over all devils. Do you understand that? Well, it does. You can make any disease leave you. Diseases and sicknesses is the work of hell. It's not the work of heaven. How in the world could a disease come to you from heaven, from God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit? How could it come to you from heaven? Heaven don't have any. Don't have any. There's no disease in heaven. You didn't get cancer from heaven. I mean, you know, you've got a squirrely mind if you believe that. You didn't get the disease from heaven. You didn't get a disease from God. He don't have any. You have to have something before you can give anybody anything. If you come to me and ask me for an apple, I can't say, well, I can't give you an apple. I don't have any apples. If you come to me and say, well, Brother Nova, lay hands on me, would you? I said, sure, I got two hands. I can lay them on you. I can lay them because I got hands, but I don't have any apples. Some people think that God, some way, gave them disease. God had nothing to do with it. He don't give you disease. I mean, you know, you're so far out, you couldn't even believe the Bible if you believe that. God couldn't help you. see, you have to be a Bible believer if you want God to help you. And you can't believe that kind of squirrely stuff and get God to help you. You have to know that you know that you know the power there is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. What I was telling you about the offering is true. The Bible plainly tells you that the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. All you have to do is claim it, stay in God's will and claim it in Jesus' name. It'll come your way. The word of knowledge will come your way to show you how to make it. Does me and it will you too. If you'll be faithful and be loyal. God only deals with people that's faithful and loyal. God don't deal with flaky people. He don't bless flaky people. He loves them, but he don't bless them. He don't. Do you understand that? He don't. If you'll obey God, he'll bless you out of your socks. He'll give you anything you want. God will give you anything you want. He will make your deformed children to become normal. He'll make your waterhead children go back down to normal. Right in your hands. There is nothing that the Lord Jesus Christ will not do for you if you'll only believe it. 
but you have to believe it. God demands your faith. God demands your believing. And he's either going to get your believing or you're not going to get the manifestation, that's all. And always remember this as long as you live. If you or any other human on earth do not get the manifestation from God, there's only one reason why you didn't get it. You do not believe. There's not anything else. That's all there is to it, honey. You believe it, you get it. If you don't believe it, you don't get it. And pardon the expression, but there ain't no more. That's all there is to the gospel. There's nothing else to it. You either believe it, you believe God, you can have anything, he said. God said, if you will believe me, you can have anything. Just ask me for anything and I'll do it for you. Anything and I'll do it for you. But you have to believe it. There's a lot of difference in Bible believing and what many Christians call believing. Some people says, well, I know somebody, you know, I know a good sister or a good brother, you know, that they died young and they believed the Bible. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. I know somebody that believed and they died. No, you don't. How could you know someone like that? There's never been one like that since the history of the world. How could you know one? There's never been a human being like that. How in the world could you know one? There's never been one. You either believe God and you get it, or you don't believe God, then you don't get it. You either speak to devils. Jesus said, in my name they shall cast out devils. Jesus said, I have a commission. I have an order for all believers on earth. If, you, if you're going to get up in public and say, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, well, I have some things for you to do if you believe in me. Jesus said, the first thing I have for you to do, I want you to use my name and I want you to cast out devils. That's the first order for any believer. I don't care if you're pastor of the Episcopal Church with 14 doctor degrees. Amen. Everybody in your church that has a devil, they have a right to be relieved of that devil. They have a right to be free. God does not want the human race that he's created to wander around on earth being taken over by devils. He wants you to learn how to be free from devils. You can learn how to be free from devils. It's hard to get that kind of a spirit in you in one day or two. But if you want to come to a demonologist school for a week, maybe I can get it in you. But you need to sit there every lesson and listen and obey what you hear. You can see it for yourself, that's all. You learn by going to school, my brother and sister. That's what schools are for. For you to go to school and learn. This coming September, I don't want you to miss this. I'm going to bring two other people to help me here at this church and on National Satellite. I'm going to have a healing school for seven days. But I will bring people with me that knows exactly what they're talking about. I intend to bring one lady with me, if I, my spirit still frees, feels free about it. I intend to bring one lady with me that she had 18 major surgeries 
by the time she was 58 years old. 58 years old, I said. And she had 18 major surgeries. And of course, naturally, she was dying. She was a dying about all of her life. When she was 58 years old, the Holy Ghost come upon her and Jesus healed her and turned her back into youth. And give her her ministry at the age of 58. Now that I believe she's either 69 or 70 and she drives her car everywhere putting on healing services and she looks like she's about 50. She didn't get her ministry until she had 18 major surgeries and until she's 58 years old. So, ladies, don't give up. <laughs> and if you even act like, even let your mind wonder about you don't know about healing, she will let you know in no uncertain terms you're not going to get healed that way. How many of you ever read any books by Dr. Lillian B. Yeoman? I used to carry them all the time. Jimmy, we need to get those all the time. Don't we have them in the, in the place? I used to have them all the time. I used to carry Dr. Yeoman's books all the time. She's got about two or three books that she put out. She was an MD, a regular MD medical doctor. And she was dying and the Lord Jesus healed her. Then she started going around the country putting on healing services putting on healing seminars. Three or four day healing. She'd go into the city. She'd go into the city and teach on healing. When she's 80 years old, she'd go into the city and teach on healing, teach on healing every night and every morning and then go out to eat after service and want to take a walk and wonder why you didn't want to take one. <laughs> and in her healing seminar, she says, when I, sit, when I stand in front of a group of people in whatever city I may be in, and I, I see some, somebody sitting out there and they're sick and they're chewing, chewing gum or looking out the window when I'm talking. She says, I don't know what it is, but she says, something makes me mad. Just makes me mad. What does that mean? Well, she wants to go out in the congregation and just slap them. <laughs> she says, to think that somebody's teaching you and talking about Jesus the healer, talking about Jesus the healer, and you're sitting there chewing, chewing gum, or looking out the window not paying any attention, and you expect him to heal you. Well, he's not going to heal you. He has to get your attention to be healed. Me and Kenneth Hagin Sr. was having a meeting one time in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, he was speaking, <laughs> you know, Brother Hagin, he's nice until the Holy Ghost gets a hold of him. <laughs> <laughs> no telling what he may do. I couldn't believe he did that. I'd been around him for years. I'd never seen him do that, you know. I heard him talk about certain things, but I'd never seen him do it. Now, I'd seen Summerall do it, but of course, Summerall, he may do anything. I mean, no telling what he may do. But I thought Brother Hagin was nicer than that. Well, just one thing about Brother Summerall, he's not very nice to devils. Well, Brother Hagin didn't either, but you know, I didn't know, you know, you think, well, you know. Then Brother Hagin, Brother Hagin was speaking, you know, and all of a sudden, 
I mean, we're on this place, and, and it has a real high stage, and uh, a real nice place, you know, with theater seats and so forth, you know, and, and so he has to go over here and walk off the stage, so he just stopped, well, and he said, excuse me, I'll be back in a minute, and so he just walked off the stage like this, and went down this way, walked up that way, and a man sitting a few rows up, you know, there just to look like a businessman, he, he walked up to him, got him beside the head like this, but the head did and went, Right in the side of the head, I mean, right in the jaw. And I went, oh, God. I said, my God, that's a good way to start an Atlanta Georgia right. Slapping somebody on the side of the head. I mean, I don't mean like that. I mean, and that guy went, Brother Hagin went and looked look down to him. He says, now get up out of your seat and run to the auditorium and back down here. Right now! And so he got up out of his seat, run to the, back to the auditorium and back down there. And Brother Hagin looked at him and says, the Lord said, do it again. <laughs> so he turned around, run back up there again and run back down here. And Brother Hagin said, now check yourself and see if you're healed. The guy checked himself. You know, going through all that mess, you wouldn't know if he was healed or not. <laughs> So the guy, guy started checking himself and to his utter amazement, he says, huh, yeah, it's all gone. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. Brother, Brother Hagin come back up, got behind the pulpit, you know, and returned to normal. <laughs> Brother Hagin talking about me sometimes not being normal. Well, that's not very normal to go in a congregation and slap somebody up the side of the head. <laughs> but uh, he did it because the Holy Ghost told him to do it. And he said, <laughs> he said, he said, where are you from? I think the guy said, I'm from Birmingham. He said, you come here to get healed? He said, I came all the way to this meeting to get healed. He said, yeah, I know it. He said, the Lord showed me you're from out of town and you come here to get healed. And he says, but the Lord told me when I was speaking, he says, Unless, now, now that fellow right there spent his money, checked in a hotel, come here, paid his way here to get healed. And he's, he's not even thinking about right now what you're talking about. He said, he's thinking about something else. He said, he's not going to get healed unless you go out there and slap him and get his attention. <laughs> This may seem strange to you, but sometimes the Lord wants to slap you. <laughs> Just because you don't listen to him. I mean, you know, you, you, may not listen, you may not receive very much from me, just from the natural not listening to me, but if you're not going to listen to Jesus, I've got news for you. You've had it. But you can come to a place where you can get rid of the works of the devil, get rid of diseases, and take authority over devils. Don't let devils push you around. Diseases push you around. And the only reason they do is because that there's doubt in you. You need to get rid of all doubt in you. You cannot get rid of doubt in you. The doubt, the normal, natural doubt in you as every human being has until you get full of God. You need to get rid of doubt because you need to get yourself full of faith. Now, let me pass two or three things on to you, not that it'll help you an awful lot. 
You know the reason that you don't believe the Lord strong enough to be healed? is because you haven't heard about healing Jesus the healer enough. You haven't heard about it enough. Every time you hear about it, it causes more faith to come in you. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now you can be a human being. Now many, many people go to full gospel churches and all kinds of churches, you know, and they will sit there for years and sit there all their life, and, and they never will be healed. Because you don't keep your mind under subjection. To learn things about God and accept things about the Lord, you've got to keep your mind under subjection. You've got to get the mind of Christ on the inside of you. You have to keep your mind under subjection. Under subjection to the Word of God. Do not let your mind be under subjection to your friends and to your church doctrine unless your church doctrine is like the Bible doctrine. God wants you to believe the Bible, not necessarily, you know, some group that, don't, that teaches half the Bible and makes fun of half of it. You have to watch yourself about the thing. The most important thing in the world to you is watch what they teach where you go to church. You, know, you, you, you have to check up on what your pastor teaches. You may be going to church that your pastor don't know much. Well, if that be the case, then you ought to go someplace else especially if you want to learn anything about God because you can only learn what he knows. And if you're going to a church where the pastor makes fun of healing or makes fun of casting out devils or makes fun of miracles, it's been done away with, then you ought to go someplace where they do it. If you'll go someplace where they do it and you get involved in it yourself, then it becomes a part of you and it's very easy then for you to do it. It's just like taking a drink of water to me. Somebody says, well, there's a devil-possessed person here that need help. I says, well, they come to the right place. In Jesus' name, you devil, go from this person. Devils are real beings. And they fasten themselves upon you to do damage to you. You have to break them loose, and you break them loose by authority in Jesus' name, and you make them leave. You make devils obey you. Do you understand that? You make devils obey you. Brother Hagin told me one time, he says, Norval, I was praying at the altar one time, and I prayed for a woman. I just prayed for her and went on to her, you know, and went on by, you know. And he said, I don't, I don't remember being, I don't know if I was under such anointing or not, just, you know, just praying for people by faith. Now, the anointing breaks the yoke of any kind of disease, especially if the anointing is heavy enough. But you don't have to have anointing on you to pray for people. I mean, you just pray for them by faith. If no anointing comes, then you pray for them by faith. And, but when the anointing is on you, bless God forever, it'll break the yoke of cancer, if you'll believe it. But he said, I just laid hands upon a woman there, you know, that, and, and I went on to pray for other people, you know. And he said, I turned around all of a sudden, and he said, I, I turned around, and he said, Jesus was standing there, leaned up against the pulpit, watching me. Mm-hmm. You have to watch about preaching them sermons that God don't approve of. You have to watch about praying for people that God don't approve of your prayers. And the Lord told him, he says, well, now you go back to, he says, that woman there, he said, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't make that thing leave her. 
And then went on talking backwards and forth, you know, there, you know, Brother Hagin, Brother, when he tells it, I mean, it's real because it happened to him. You just remember the, he remembered all, everything, as far as I know, he, as far as I know, he has a memory of 14 elephants. <laughs> remember dates and places back at 30 years ago. In detail, I just remember vaguely, you know, him telling, but in, in the summer subjects, the Lord says, now, I'm going to let you, now, now that woman there, I believe it was, she had cancer in her uh, breast, cancer here. Now, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you cancer, and I'm going to show you this disease. It doesn't make a difference if it's cancer or not. Uh, the devil causes all diseases anyway. He said, I'm going to let you see in the spirit world, and you see, you see, if you'd, if you'd obeyed me, that with that one, what would happen? So now he prayed for her by faith and nothing didn't happen. The devil didn't leave. So the Lord let him see in the spirit world. Now see, Jesus standing here talking to him, Brother Hagin could see him, but nobody in the congregation could see him, and nobody in the congregation wouldn't even know what he was doing. He's talking to the Lord, you know. They think, well, he hears something on the inside of him. He hears something on the inside of him. He, he don't know that Jesus, the congregation don't know that Jesus is standing there talking to him. But he saw in the spirit world and, and, and said there, saw him standing there. He said, now I'm going to let you see, in the, I'm going to let you see in the realm of, I'm going to let you see in the realm of demons. I'm going to let you see a, a foul devil that kills a person. Brother Hagin said, I saw in the spirit world and looked at her and there's a little old teeny imp looking thing. It looked like a little monkey, he said. It looked like a little monkey hanging on to her chest here in her shoulder like this, hanging on to her like this and would not let her go. I mean hanging on to her and she's dying with a disease. Now Jesus said, use my name and speak with authority to that thing and it'll leave. He's not said in Jesus' name, turn her loose. And that little old devil said, I, d I don't want to. <laughs> in Jesus' name, I said, turn her loose. With authority, in Jesus' name, turn her loose. See, you could say like this, not speak with authority. You could say, devil. <laughs> in Jesus' name, would you be nice and turn my sister loose? <laughs> but he, the devil would say, uh-huh. But he never would turn her loose, though. But if you speak with authority and say, in Jesus' name, you foul devil, I break your power, I bind you, go from her right now. This minute I said, go from her. Cancer, leave her. Go from her. He said, Brother Higgins, I saw that imp-looking, little monkey-looking thing fall off of her body, fall off of her down the floor and run out of the church. And looked around at the woman, she is standing there healed. All you have to do is make the disease leave. You want to be healed? Then make the disease leave. Make it leave. You make it leave yourself. Oh. Oh. Uh, you mean I can do that? Probably not with your faith. But if you had a different kind of faith, you could. 
Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You have to make the words that Jesus has said become a part of you if you want it to work for you. If you don't do it, then you can't obey it. You won't obey it. You'll just sit there in your religious mind, and just sit there and let the devil treat you like a tennis ball, batting you backwards and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. There's no use in doing that. You might as well be calm like me and live in glory all the time. Well, you're supposed to live in peace all the time. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. I've had a sad day in my life in years. I've been telling you that for years. I don't put up with sad days and confused minds and sad moments and lonely hearts. I don't put up, I don't put up with it. What are you doing putting up with it? Well, my sweetheart left me. And he kisses good. <laughs> Brother. So therefore I miss him. <laughs> Honey, your dumb flesh misses him. You don't have to have a sweetheart that kisses good to be happy. That's all in your squirrely mind. Nothing wrong with having a sweetheart. Nothing wrong with kissing good. But you don't have to have it to be happy. You find happiness on the inside of you by the Holy Ghost. Glory to God forever. Some people, I mean, some people, you can kiss them and they'll fall in love with you and follow you around like a pet pig. <laughs> I mean, when I was growing up as a teenager, you know, boys and girls would go on dates and they'd kiss, they may smooch for 30 minutes. But they, they wouldn't get mad. They just kiss, you know. That's, just, that's, that's the way Baptists do it. <laughs> but you teach your Pentecostal kids not to ever kiss anybody. Then they go out and the first scuzzball kisses them they fall in love. <laughs> because, oh, oh, it feels good. <laughs> I think I'm in love. Oh, brother, you wouldn't know what love was if you met it in the middle of the street. <laughs> Cleveland, Tennessee is supposed to be a Pentecostal town. And nearly every year we have as many divorces as we do marriages. You know, oh, brother. Mm -hmm. It's full of something, all right, but it's not full gospel. That's not full gospel, my brother and sister. That's full of the devil. That's full of flesh. So you have to watch yourself real close. Keep yourself full of faith. Faith cometh to you by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Keep yourself full of faith. See, you can have great faith. Southern Baptist movement where I was raised, helped build the first Baptist church, they had a, a real strong faith in Jesus the Savior. Brother, they believed John 3.16 for breakfast, for lunch, and for dinner. And they believe it 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. They believe that Jesus could save the biggest flake in town. And he can, too. I don't care how scuzzy you get, the Lord can save you.
strong faith on salvation. But you bring one of them a demon-possessed person and say, here, would you please cast the devil out of this person? They go, what? What? <laughs> they become like a lettuce leaf pitched out in the hot sunshine. <laughs> they don't know what to do. They don't know nothing. I mean, they don't know nothing. When I say nothing, I mean nothing. They don't know nothing about it at all. You know why they don't know anything about it? Don't mean there's anything wrong with them. Don't mean they're not good people. They don't know anything about it because they never took time to learn. The only reason I'm first about it is to know something about it because I took time to learn. I took time to read the New Testament. I took time to believe the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe what Jesus said. That's the only reason I believe it because I believe what he says. Jesus said, in my name they shall cast out devils. Amen. Get rid of your doubt and get full of faith. Amen. Then it's no problem to believe what the Lord said. It's easy to believe what God says if you get yourself full of faith. Learn and make up your mind to have faith in what God says, my brother and sister. He says, well, but I've never been used to doing those things. Honey, I don't care what you've been used to, and God don't care. God's not interested in your dumb past. He's interested in you reading the New Testament and believing what it says. And he's not interested in anything else. But my friends would make fun of me. Well, big deal. Who you, you want your friends to think you're goofy or to heaven know you're goofy? As long as you, you know what Al told you tonight? Do you want the blessing of heaven to fall on you? Do you want the blessing of heaven to fall on you? Amen. Then I got news for you. You're going to have to please God. <laughs> and the best way in the world to please God is to believe exactly what Jesus said and do what he says. And you can't please God any other way. You get involved in doctrines of men, you're not going to please God. I can tell you that now. You might as well forget it. You're not going to please God. But if you'll get involved in the New Testament and make up your mind to believe what Jesus tells you, then you'll please the Father. And I'm telling you right now, when you please God by obeying His Son, the blessings of heaven will fall on you while you're living here on earth. They will fall on you, absolutely fall on you. Doubt, my brother and sister, will damn you and it will kill you. Wondering, having a wondering mind will put you in an early grave. Doubting will put you in an early grave. Not only put you in an early grave, it'll cause damnation to come upon you. And not only cause damnation to come upon you, it will cause the curses of the world to come upon you. Because you try to live a double life. A disobedient Christian tries to live a double life. You want to go spend your life and spend your money in an old cold church that makes fun of casting out devils, makes fun of Jesus the healer, makes fun of Jesus the miracle worker, and then but when, when cancer comes and knocks on your door and he wants your life, then uh, you want the Lord to heal you. Well, God's not going to heal you. Forget it. God does not heal people that gives their lives and their money to religious organizations that makes fun of the Bible. You can't make fun of the Bible and get heaven to please, get heaven to, to, to smile upon you. If you want God and heaven to smile on you, you're going to have to make up your mind to be a Bible believer. Well, I'm, a, I'm, I'm merely a Bible believer. Well, do you speak in tongues and cast out devils and believe in miracles? Well, not, no, no. I don't much want to get involved in that kind of stuff. 
poor, miserable, wretched, sick human being. That's what you are. You're a poor, miserable, wretched, sick human. If you can look at the Bible and say, well, I don't want to get involved in the Bible. I don't care what you say, Jesus. I'm going to go by what my church says. I don't want to get involved in what you say, Jesus. I know you cast out devils and you tell me to, but I don't want to. And I know that you pray for the sick and they get healed, but I don't want to. I know that you perform miracles, but I don't want to get involved in that kind of stuff. My friends will think I'm so funny. I don't want to get, I'm, and I can't take my pride, my pride. Pride robs the human race of the blessing of heaven. God's power would fall on your house and straighten every crooked bone if you have a crippled child in your house. If you'd pay the price to get it, God's power would fall in your house and make every bone pop in that child's body and straighten that child's body out and the child get up and run off. I've known of God's power to fall on deformed children and make their face, make their bones in their face pop and crack and turn their face back to normal when it was deformed and ugly. Make it turn back to normal again. Make every joint in their body pop and crack. Jesus, my brother and sister, is the best surgeon I ever met. The best surgeon I ever met. Absolutely the best surgeon I ever met. Turn with me quickly, please, to Matthew chapter 21, verse 22. Get rid of your doubts, my brother and sister, and turn the switch of faith on towards God and His Son, and God's power, the blessed Holy Spirit, will heal you and give you total victory. That's the reason the Lord told me nine years ago, He said, Son, will not you start a Bible college? I said, I don't want to start a Bible college. Lord, I'm, I'm on the board of directors of Kenneth Hagin Ministries at Ramah. I don't want to start a Bible college. Brother Hagin's got a good Bible college. Send him, let him go to Ramah. I'm on the board of directors. Let him go to Ramah. He said, no, I don't want you to start a Bible college like Ramah. I've raised up Ramah for ministers and people who are going to be in a public ministry to send them across the world. He said, I want you to start a Bible college and use no textbooks. I want you to teach my word only to build a foundation of faith on the inside of them. I'll send you young people. I'll send you young couples. I'll send you older people. Everybody in the world has a right for their ministry to go forth into a lost and dying, dark, sick world. And the Lord told me, he said, I have a ministry for everybody. Everybody, God has a ministry for you. If you're sitting out there, God has a ministry for you. You ought to pray. You ought to pray for hours and days until you find out what your ministry is. One of the greatest ministries I know of that God's given people 75, 80, 85 years old, old people that can just barely walk slow like this. Maybe they're 83 years old, but they walk from door to door and slip a little track under the door and walk slow and hobble to the next door, spending their last days going from door to door and putting a little track under the door. Some of the greatest evangelists in the world has been saved by some little old lady putting tracks under the door. Don't look for some spectacular public type ministry in national television. Don't look. I didn't even ask for it myself. It just happened to me. I didn't ask for it. I enjoyed passing out tracks. I enjoyed working with poor kids. 
I enjoyed keeping, getting high school kids off of dope. I enjoyed working with college kids. I enjoyed taking millionaires to full gospel business convention and watching them get nervous. <laughs> the more nervous they got, the better I enjoyed it. Because I used to sit in their seat. I used to get nervous myself. First time I ever went to a full gospel businessmen's meeting in my life, it made me mad. Because the first time the guy got up and started singing, I don't care what church you belong to, just as long. So those words made me mad. Brother, when you're born Baptist, you're Baptist from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. And you don't want to belong to no other church except Baptist. And some guy gets up and starts singing, I don't care what church you belong to. That spirit rose up at me and says, well, I care, I'm Baptist. <laughs> that shows you what kind of condition I was in. <laughs> then he said, just as long as for Jesus you stand. I said, well, I go for that part, you know. <laughs> if you're a good Baptist, you've got to believe in Jesus, you know. And then as soon as he used to singing that song, I could not believe it. As soon as he used to singing that song, he starts singing another song this guy did. There's a river of life flowing down through me. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Well, when you're Baptist, automatically you think of your pastor. And you think, well, salvation power flows through him, but now I don't know about that power. No, I don't believe power that makes the lame to walk and the blind to see flows to him. Here this guy's saying, I don't care what church you belong to, and there's a river of life flowing down through me, flowing through me. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. And then the, the guy that was a speaker, he was real rich. He owned Belk department stores. And he had the audacity to get up and say, I have a chair sitting in my office. He said, huh. I mean, he's worth millions. I have a chair sitting in my office. He said, and I sometimes look over my store from my office, and I spot somebody, and the Lord shows me they have cancer. I walk out and peck them on the shoulder, and I say, Mister, uh, uh, the Lord shows me you have cancer. I need to talk to you in my office. And the guy go, Where'd you come from? He said, I'm the manager of the store. I need to talk to you. Please follow me. <laughs> and here goes a guy, you know, that owns a, a department store, and a guy that got cancer following him, you know. <laughs> Takes him in the office, and he says, sit down in that chair. And the guy sits down in the chair, and he says, Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I lay hands on him, Father, in Jesus' name. Let your healing power flow through him. Cancer, get out of him in Jesus' name. Start praying for him. He starts shaking. God heals him in the chair. <laughs> then he says, but you know, I never could do that. I never could do that. I didn't have it in me. I didn't have that kind of a victory in me uh, until I got baptized in the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. Well, I said to myself, well, what is that? <laughs> and I kept looking for other tongues, but I never did see any. <laughs> After a while, I said, oh, he don't have no other tongues. He's just like me. He's got one tongue. 
Now you might say, Norval, there is nobody in the world that dumb. <laughs> Where tongues are concerned, First Baptist people are that dumb. <laughs> they know nothing about it whatsoever. Nothing. And the things I'm talking to you about, if you'll get baptized in the Holy Ghost and begin to pray to God in your heavenly language, these things in the Bible, they won't be so hard for you to believe because your spirit comes open to heaven. Until you get baptized in the Holy Ghost and begin to talk to God in a heavenly language, in his own language, your spirit stays half closed and you only believe what men has taught you. You understand that? You only believe what men has taught you. But after you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, then your own human spirit is open to the things of God and you're open. You have to keep yourself open, my brother and sister, to believe God. And I said to myself, my God, this, this place here is funny. This is strange. Let me out of this meeting. I'll never bother these folks no more. <laughs> and and I, when the invitation was given, I just left. And then for 30 days, you know, for God for business ministry chapters, they have a meeting once a month. And, and the next month for the meeting come back, I don't know why, but all during that month I'd be laying in the bed. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be laying in the bed. I'd, I'd try, to get, try to go to sleep at nights. And, and I wasn't thinking about that funny meeting. I, I, I tried to go to sleep at night, and I could hear, you know what I could hear? I could hear them little songs. There's a river of life flowing down through the Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. I don't care what church you belong to. Just as long as for Jesus you stand. Well, God wants the Methodists to cast out devils. He don't care what church you belong to. He wants First Baptist people to pray for the sick. He don't care what church you belong to. He loves you. God loves you, my brother and sister. And I said to myself a month ago, I'm going to not bother these people no more. But them little old songs kept on coming to me all month long. Something, I don't remember now what it was. Something started drawing me. I wound up back at that strange meeting next month. <laughs> and I thought to myself, what am I doing here? And the next month, same thing. Next month is the same thing. What different same thing? I don't care what church you belong to. Well, I was softened a little bit by then, you know, because, you know, I kind of like to hear it because I kept hearing it all month. I tell you, if you're having any trouble along, just go to full gospel business ministry chapter meetings and you'll get delivered. Get all that donker out of you, you know, because there's people all kinds there and everything. You found Matthew 21 yet? All right. I've got one minute left. Matthew 21, 22, and I want you to read it. You're going to see that Jesus is telling you in one verse everything I've told you all night. You might say, now, nah, Brother Norfolk, I don't believe that stuff that Jesus would heal, that would heal deform, a deformed child and make the bones crack. Monkeys falling off of, <laughs> off of cancer patients. <laughs> what kind of a service is this? I mean, you know, this is wild stuff. <laughs> it's demon power that causes cancer and all kinds of afflictions. Notice verse 22, Jesus said, And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Yeah. 
Glory to God forever. New Life Bible School, you hear that? Ron, you hear that? Students, you hear that? My Bible school is sitting there watching this. Well, they better be. <laughs> Some of them didn't lay out, you know. <laughs> All things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. I am telling you that you can make diseases leave you and you can make all devils leave you. Now I know there's probably hundreds of thousands of people listening tonight from their homes on television, but I am telling you in Jesus' name you can speak with authority and make that confusion and devils leave you. You can make diseases leave you too. In Jesus' name. Right now, let me pray for the television audience. If, if about a thousand of you all over the country that's watching this on television, if you're sitting in a room right now sick, stretch your hand out to the television screen. Just stretch your hand out there. Father, in Jesus' name right now, I pray that the healing power of God would go through this television screen and go into that person's body in Jesus' name. Uh, you foul affliction, I command you, go from this person's body. Every person has their hand stretched towards the television screen. I command you, disease, stop and disappear from that body by the healing power of God going into you in Jesus' name. And you foul devil that's trying to wreck that person's life, sitting there in that room listening to this, I bind you in Jesus' name and I command you, come out of them. Go from them completely. Go from them in Jesus' name. Now raise your hands and say, Thank you, Lord, for setting me free. Thank you, Lord, I am free. In Jesus' name, I'm free. And start reading your Bible and praying and find you a good church to go to. And go every week. Go to church every week. Bless God forever. Go to church every week and learn all you can. Every seminar comes to town. I mean, if it's a legitimate seminar, go to every one of them. Don't miss a one. Praise God forever. Go to everyone so you can get your faith built up. And it's not hard for you to obey God if you get your faith built up. Some people say, Brother Norval, I'll come to you. You think the Lord healed me? I said, oh, yeah. I don't think nothing. I said, the Lord will heal you if you'll only believe it. Jesus said, in all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Not somebody else, my brother and sister. You shall receive. Now here's a person, I've got a note, it says that manifestation of healing of dropsy and different things that they got listed. Is that person here? You got healed of dropsy? She wants to be healed of dropsy. Okay, this is not a testimony then. Oh, a testimony by faith. Glory to God. That's the kind you want, testimony by faith. All right. We have all kind of notes here that people have written wants to be wants to be healed, all kind of things wrong with you, and I'm telling you now that you've come to the right place in Jesus' name. Amen. You've come to the right place to be healed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, for some reason, before I pray for the sick tonight, the Lord wants me to do something. I want you that's been you've been bothered by confusion in your mind, and you've been bothered by depression and oppression and all that kind of stuff, and the devil's been trying to do a trick on you, I want you to get up out of your seat and come and stand right here in front of me. The devil's crazy. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Churches all around the country that's got this, all of you that's been depressed and oppressed and confused and all messed up, the devil's trying to mess you up. Get up out of your seat and go up front and stand right in front of the screen.
all across the country, down in Crystal River, Cleveland, Tennessee, and all around, go up and sit in front of the screen. I'm going to break the power of the devil in Jesus' name. And don't forget May the 12th. Come to Cleveland, the Bible School Auditorium. Sit there for five days and learn about the works of hell and what makes the devil do it and how he does it. And learn about the works of God to break the power of the devil and the power there is in Jesus' name. You can learn how to do it, my brother and sister. You can learn how to do it. I expect every student in New Life Bible School when they graduate to be able to bind up the devil and throw him out in Jesus' name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, can you see all these beautiful people? Look at this, look at this altar call, would you? I mean, see, the devil's crazy. See, he wants to mess up the whole human race. He wants to mess you up totally. Well, you don't have to let the devil mess you up. You can learn to resist the devil. In Jesus' name, resist the devil. Bless God forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Pastor, you just let the Lord lead you. If you want to say, say a prayer there, if, if you want them to listen to the prayer, I pray over the screen, that's fine. I'm going to pray a prayer for these over the screen. If you want them to listen to me, that's fine. Or you can pray one yourself. Pastor, however you want to do it, you feel free to do it that way. If you want me to pray for your people, I'll do it right now, along with these. So if you want to, those, those pastors that want me to pray for their people, they're standing in front of the screen, and also the people here in Dallas that's come forth for total freedom from the works of hell, from the devil. I want you to stand in faith. I want you to be faith. I want you to be strong. First of all, I want you to obey God's word and start calling those things that be not as though they were. So now listen to me closely. The only reason you're in the shape you're in, I'm going to be mean to you tonight. The only reason you're in the shape you're in is because you're weak. The devil beats weak people into the ground. You fail to know the authority and power there is in Jesus' name. That name of the Lord Jesus Christ will not only set you free, it will keep you free. It will keep you free every day and every night. I have to do it the same as you do. If I went along and didn't pray and didn't read the Bible and didn't worship God and didn't bind up devils and throw them out in Jesus' name and claim victory, if I didn't do it, I'd be in the worst shape than some of you are in. The devil's no respecter of persons. You fail to obey the Lord Jesus Christ and throw the devil out, and brother, he'll come and visit you. You don't have to worry about him coming. He'll show up. The devil beats weak people into the ground and also beats people into the ground without knowledge. But always remember this. God deals with knowledge. God responds to knowledge. If you know the power there is in Jesus' name and you stand steadfast against any devil, there's not one person here, you could make any cancer leave you if you know how to do it. You could make it leave. Make it leave! The Bible says, for those that are weak, let them say they're strong. You might say, Brother Oval, how do I get strong then? Well, the power of your confession is one of the most important things in the world to you. 
what you think about God, what you think about Jesus, who you are in Him. Learn who you are in Christ Jesus. If you've ever been born again by the Spirit of God, you know who Jesus is. Learn who you are in Him. So first of all tonight, I want you to start confessing with me. Just from when I said, I want you to say in Jesus' name. I am strong. I'm not weak. I have a right. To call those things that be not as though they were. According to Romans 4.17. And I call myself strong. And not weak. I am not weak. And I'm not going to be weak. I am strong. I'm not weak. And in Jesus' name. I've come to be blessed. And say, Jesus, I ask you right now to forgive me of all sin. Wash me clean and white as snow. Make me strong. Teach me how to follow you. Teach me the authority there is in Jesus' name. Teach me my authority. In Christ Jesus, I'll know who I am in Him. In Jesus' name, I receive forgiveness. No condemnation will buffet me. I am forgiven. I am set free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I'm free from my past. Devil, Devil, you can't dog my tracks, dog my tracks. About, my past. about my past anymore. anymore. There's, a There's a lot of people done things wrong. David did. David Peter did. Peter did. A, lot of people have. a lot of people have. Jesus forgives them. Thank God I am forgiven. I am free. And I am strong. And not weak. Satan, I belong to God. I know my authority in him. And in Jesus' name, I bind you. I command you. You dirty, confusing devil. I bind you. And I command you. Go from me. I am free from the devil's power. Are going to buffet me. I am free from the devil's power. I am free from the works of hell. I am blessed in Jesus' name. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am free from devils. And I am blessed. I'm free from devils. And I am blessed. Free from, devils, I am free from devils, and I am blessed. I am free from devils, and I am blessed. I am free from devils, and I am blessed. I am blessed. I receive my blessing. I'm hungry for my blessing. I come to church tonight to get my blessing, and I'm not leaving without it. Jesus is truth. I am free from devils. 
they're going to shout. Feels good, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> the devils have no right to torment you, honey. You're a pretty little doll that belongs to God. One day I was strolling through the world as a business executive, but now I belong to God. Bless God forever, and I have a right to be free. All pretty little girls, all executives, all professors. All housewives, all businessmen have a right to be free. You have a right. <laughs> get them, Lord, get them. Glory to God for them. You have a right to be free. Church! <laughs> 
sleep so you missed it but the Holy Ghost was preaching through her you understand that now take me and I'm having an invitation I want you to look at me and don't look off and chew chewing gum or do nothing look straight at me every moment I'm giving an invitation the Holy Ghost started preaching through her you ought to heard what he said but you missed it the Holy Ghost likes to preach do you understand that the Holy Ghost likes to preach. But he don't play no games. You either get it or you don't get it. You either pick it up when he does it or you don't pick it up. He's not going to wait around for you. You've got to stay alive. You've got to stay alive and stay alert. People that sleeps and sloughs off gets nothing from God. You have to be on the front lines, my brother and sister, and be alert all the time. Elijah said, Elisha, You've asked a great thing, but you can have this double anointing only if you're standing with me and watch me leave. Elisha, you go to the bathroom and you won't get nothing. But if you'll be standing right with me when God's power comes and gets me, and if you watch me go, it'll be granted unto you and you can have a double portion. And Brother Elisha let you know, he said, as the Lord God liveth, I will not leave you. Brother, as the Lord God liveth, I will be here, Elijah. I will not leave you. I honestly believe that Elisha went to the bathroom with Elijah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God. Thank you, Lord. He could have turned his head and he would have got the anointing. Elijah said, you've asked a great thing. And you better be standing here watching me and see me go. If you are... You can have the double portion. If you don't, if you're not standing here watching me go, in other words, you won't get nothing. Nothing. Nothing, not a thing. I'm glad you sharp young men are here at the church tonight standing down front. Men, this is the way that God changes you into a warrior. You hang around this very long and how to change you into another man. Sometimes precious pastors come to me and say, not much happening in my church, Brother Norval. I said, well, that's okay. Come and go with me for a week. It'll start happening. But you have to find, find some place where it's happening and let that kind of a spirit get in you. You have to have the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ in you. Total victory all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time, my brother and sister, you have to have it all the time. God don't ever change. Why should you? Thank you, Jesus. No use in you changing. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God. So good to Glory to God. Yeah.
There's a little doll that'll never be the same again. Never be the same again. Glory oh, to God, the devils have no part of you, honey. Now you resist the devil every moment. Get up of a morning resisting the devil in Jesus' name. Get up of a morning resisting the devil in Jesus' name. Blessed be God forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Now, tape men, I don't want to be hard on you, but when I give an invitation, the Holy Ghost working, please have somebody looking straight up here so you can follow. Because the Spirit of God wants me to do something, and I do it like that, you know, and if you don't catch it, honey, it's gone. The Holy Ghost don't wait around. Just like the healing power of God, the healing power of God is very touchy. And the only reason, I'm going to tell you this right now, the only reason you get healed so easy, many of you in this church, is because Bob Tilton and Al, his manager, has made a way they could cut the meetings off just like that if they wanted to. They're the boss. I'm not the boss of this church. Bob's the boss of this church, and Al, his manager. And Bob Tilton made this church available. And you know how he is. Bob just wild enough to let the God's power do anything it wants to do. Amen. Thank God for a place to just let God's power do anything it wants to do. Anxious for it to do it. And I found out that Al is the same type of fellow. Anything the Holy Ghost wants to do, let him do it. Well, that's the only way to get anything done. You can't, I don't even want to go to churches that won't let the Holy Ghost work. I mean, if I could help him, I'd be glad to do that, you know. But you've got to be open to God, my brother and sister. You have to be open to God. That's the reason sometimes <laughs> that I have a tape series back there entitled, Don't Let the Devil Steal Your Ministry. Every church member ought to have that tape series, Don't Let the Devil Steal Your Ministry. Sometimes deacons will get to the point they want to tell the pastor what to do and won't let him be led by the Lord and all that kind of stuff. Well, you can't do that. God called pastors to pastor a church. You can't tell a pastor what to do. Well, you're walking on dangerous grounds, man. You start telling a pastor what to do, I mean, you know, you might run into a brick wall with your car. It's a very touchy thing. You can't do that. The anointing of God's at stake, and the anointing is what will save your city. The anointing of God breaks the yoke, my brother and sister, breaks the yoke. And the Bible says, He that dealeth with the slack hand will maketh the want. He that dealeth with the slack hand will maketh the want. And many of you standing here, you've been dealing with a slack hand on building your faith. You've been dealing with a slack hand on authority. You've been dealing with a slack hand not knowing the power there is in Jesus' name. That same power is in His name every morning. Every morning when you get up. Every morning say, I bind you, Satan, in Jesus' name. I bind you. I command you. Go from me and my family. No devils operate in this house in Jesus' name. Go from me. Do it every day. But if you get tired doing it, then the devils come in and start having lunch with you. You know, they're crazy. They'll come back for dinner. And it won't be very long if you stop binding up devils in your house in Jesus' name and worshiping God in your house. It won't be long till them goofy devils and demons will be knocking on your door. They want you to serve them breakfast. They'll have three meals a day with you. Won't be very long till your children will start fussing and not showing respect for you. Won't be very long till this will start happening and that'll start happening and this will start happening and that'll start happening and this will start happening and that'll start happening. And all it is, and get this straight once and for all, all it is is the works of hell. Every fuss that you and me both has ever had. 
Fuss and fight. Every fuss and fight that you and me both has ever had is the works of demon power. Jesus don't fuss. He only loves you. The works of hell, that's all right. Let her get blessed, that's all right. Don't make me nervous. Let her get blessed. <laughs> I want you to learn to bind up the devil. See, you're teaching like that, and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost shows somebody something. You say something, it sparks on the inside of them, and the Holy Ghost jumps in them. It says, that's exactly what you need to, and it's all gone. Then you get happy and shout. Glory to God forever. I guarantee you, nobody here, probably nobody here knows what that woman's been through with. She's probably been to hell and back. Been through all kinds of stuff. But see what the Holy Ghost has done for tonight? See what he's doing for now? I love you people. I love every one of you. But I don't have the power that God has to give it to you. I can't set you free on the inside. I can lay hands on you and let healing power go inside of you if God anoints me. That's the only thing I can do for you is teach you. But the Holy Ghost that lives inside of you, he'll make you new. <laughs> he'll give you a new mind. And if you'll read the Bible, you can have a new mind, my brother and sister. Faith will come to you. It'll just automatically spring up into you. You say, well, I don't believe in devils. Well, start reading the Bible in the New Testament where Jesus said about all about devils, look you up a whole bunch of devil scriptures. <laughs> and read them until you believe it. Read them until you believe what it says. Then you'll start believing it. All through the Bible, Jesus cast out devils and healed the sick. If you don't cast them out, they'll, they'll dog your tracks for the rest of your life. They'll totally mess you up. But just make, yourself, make sure you're strong. Make sure every day when something starts happening in your life that's not right, just stop. Stop. Don't keep on going down the same road. Stop. In Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan. You're not going to do this to me. You're not going to do this to me, Satan. I mean, all kind of goofy stuff is happening in my life. Satan, you're not going to do this. I have everything in my life except victory, but I am telling you, Satan, from this day forward, I'm going to get victory. Jesus is victory. I know that I'm not, but Jesus is victory, but I'm going to get it because I belong to him. Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name, and I command you, stop! I command you, stop in my life. I command freedom from you in Jesus' name. I command you, go from me, Satan. And then you stand right there. Now watch me. Watch me. Every one of you, watch me. Satan, I bind you, and I command you, stop! I command you, Satan, you turn my little Johnny loose. I don't care because he's 16 years old in high school and been saying smart things to me. I bind you and I command you, turn, my, turn Johnny's mouth loose. Let him go free. Thank you, Lord, for giving him total respect for me and his mother and his brothers and sisters in Jesus' name. I'm not going to have any rebels in this family. I bind you, Satan. I command you, stop it. 
you leave Johnny's mind alone. I command you, take your hand off of him in Jesus' name. Satan, you thief that's been operating through a person I work with that irks me and agitates me, I bind you and I command you. Take your hand off of that person. I break your power over them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for giving them a sweet spirit in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for the love of God coming through me to be nice to them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, that neighbor I've got that lives two doors down, he, he bugs me all the time. And I bind you, Satan, you thief. Let his mind go free in Jesus' name. I bind you and I command you to take your hand off of him and I claim him to be one of my best friends in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I bind you in Jesus' name. I bind you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Satan, I bind you that will work against the banker's mind when I go in there to get my loan for my business in Jesus' name. Again, I thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit opening that door up for me in Jesus' name and then working something out. Thank you, Lord, for that miracle, Satan. I bind you. You leave it alone. Let it go free. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name. Jesus said, if you give your life to me, he said, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Whatever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Now listen, look, listen to me, church. You thousands of you in homes and churches out there, listen. Don't let important decisions go by, pass by your door without you praying, and without you binding up devils, and without you claiming victory in Jesus' name. People that pray is right, heaven visits them. God smiles upon them. Don't think you're big enough to handle all kinds of situations. You'll have great miracles happen to you if you'll bind up devils and claim the victory of God. You'll have great miracles happen to you, financial miracles. You'll have great miracles and your relationship with people will be so, so much better. But you have to bind up devils. Man, I'm telling you, devils are crazy. Amen. Just bind them up in Jesus' name. You better learn to do it. I'm telling you, if you don't do it, he'll dog your tracks for the rest of your life. Rob you of the financial blessings that you're supposed to have. He'll rob you of health from your body. He'll see that you've got a bunch of goofy friends half of the time. Just pray for him and bind up the devil. If you have to make contact with him, just bind the devil up in Jesus' name. Start calling those things that be not as though they were. You have a rebel child, Start calling it sweet. The three years that Zona was taking dope, I called her precious and sweet, and I called her in church. She didn't go to church with me for three years. My own daughter didn't go to church with me for three years. But you have to do this to work for you. You have to do it boldly out in the open. God wants his gospel to sit on the top of the table where the whole world can see it. Me and my daughter would sit down. She wouldn't go to church with me for three years. We'd sit at the table to eat. I said, let me thank the Lord for the food, honey. And her strung out, you know, on pills or whatever, you know, high as a cat. I say, Lord, thank you for this food. Thank you, Lord, for putting food on this table. Lord, thank you because our names are written in heaven. Thank you, Jesus, for Zona. Thank you, Lord, for a sweet daughter. Glory to God. 
I love her so much, Jesus, and you love her so much. Thank you, Lord, for a sweet daughter. I said, oh, Jesus, I see it now. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, now for her getting out of the car with me on Sunday morning in the parking lot of the church and going in church. Glory to God. I said, Lord, it's so wonderful to sit in church with your daughter on Sunday morning. Praise God forever. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for this food. It's blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Zona look over at me and she'd say, Daddy, you know, you're something else. <laughs> Sunday morning come, I'd say, Zona, you going to church with me this morning, honey? She'd say, nope. I said, you ought to come, honey, I'm going to get blessed. Praise God forever, I'm going to get blessed. Now, she was married to Bobby, and they were divorced. You don't have as much control over your children after they get married and get divorced and come back home. You don't have as much control over your children. And so, I'd go to church and come back, and get blessed. I'd be blessed. I'd come in and say, oh, you should have been there, Arizona. I got blessed so much. So many people got saved, and the God came in that place and just blessed us so much. It was so wonderful. Oh, honey, I'd, I'd have given anything if you'd have been there so you could get blessed. She'd say, yeah, Daddy. Yeah, sure. So we get ready for lunch. I said, let me thank the Lord for the food. Thank you, Lord, for this food. <laughs> it's so wonderful, Lord. You put food on this table. I thank you for it. Thank you for my daughter, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I love her so much. She's a precious, sweet girl. Jesus, I love her so much. Thank you, Lord, for Zona. God, thank Lord Jesus, I see her sitting in church. Lord, I see her in the altar now. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for my daughter being in the altar praying and the Spirit of God coming upon her and blessing her. Glory to God. It makes me so happy I can't understand it. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for this food and I receive strength from it. In Jesus' name, amen. I look over to Zona and she go, <laughs> Daddy, you're something, yeah, Daddy. <laughs> Sunday morning come, I'd say, Sonny, you going to church with me? She says, Daddy, no, I'm not going to church with you, Daddy. I'm not going to church with you. I said, you ought to go. I'm going to get blessed. <laughs> I'd come back and tell her how I got blessed. We'd start to eat again. I said, let me thank the Lord for the food. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for the food. <laughs> Lord, thank you for putting food on this table. Glory to God is so wonderful. You provide for us. Thank you, Lord, for this house that we live in. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings that comes from heaven to us, and thank you for my daughter, Zona. She is so sweet and precious. I love her so much. Glory to God. Lord, I said, isn't it wonderful? I said, Jesus, it's wonderful. Now she's praying for people. I said, I see her by faith in the altar praying for people, laying hands upon them in Jesus' name, them getting blessed. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the ministry you've given to my daughter. Praise God forever. Thank you for this food. It's blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> I look over at my daughter and she said, Daddy, there you're something else. <laughs> I always remember, uh, call those things that be not as though they were. Now listen closely. They always become what you call them. How long do you call them that way? Nobody knows. That's a question that can never be answered. Never. Don't ever ask that question. How long am I going to have to believe God? How long am I going to have to pray? Nobody knows. That's a secret with God. Nobody knows. Make up your mind you're going to do it the rest of your life. Then after you do it for six months, a year, two years, all of a sudden, one day, God comes to your house and it's all over, honey. 
it's all over. Your daughter that's on dope, not on dope anymore. The crooked leg in your child stretched out and made normal now. Hallelujah. One day God comes. Amen. All you do is to stand steadfast in faith. Unmovable, don't ever move. Just stand steadfast. Just act like the Bible is true if you don't feel a thing. Just go ahead and act like the Bible is true. Serve God. Read the Bible. Go to church. Pray. Shout when you can. And get blessed and claim your blessings in Jesus' name and they'll come. Just walk around, act like you got good sense, calling blessings upon you, you don't feel a thing, and they'll come. What will? The blessings of God will come upon you. Lord it to God forever to come upon you.